Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Cubby podcast featuring author Miranda Mathis. This week we have Jenna Vislachel, a former teacher, language enthusiast, and mom. Hi Jenna, we are glad you accepted our invitation to be part of M Squared Books Teacher's Cubby podcast. Before we begin, let's introduce Miranda Mathis who has started this podcast for teachers. Hi Miranda. Hi, Christina. How are you? Great. Let's get started. I'm going to turn this over to Miranda and return with one question to close us out. Well, hi, everyone. Hi, Christina again and Jenna. Hi. Welcome to N Squared Books Teacher's Cubby. I am so happy to have you again on my podcast because you were on N Squared Books podcast. Now I have asked you to join us again because you just have a wealth of information and I am so happy to have you. But before I begin, here's a message for our N Squared Books podcast listeners, as well as Teacher's Cubby podcast listeners. This podcast is to allow teachers, educators, and other professionals to share their professional experiences with our audience with hopes it may enlighten and inspire others to apply some of the suggestions shared through this podcast. It's all about providing information and available resources. So let's get started. First, introduce yourself, Jenna, and briefly tell us a little bit about you and one word that describes you. Hello, everybody. I'm Jenna Vislachelle, and I am a teacher, bilingual educator. Right now, I'm at home full-time with my own three bilingual kiddos, raising them um, in Spanish and English. They are fourth grade, second grade, and my youngest is in preschool. And I have stayed in the education field with my work on my website, bilingualbalance.com, which is all about raising and teaching bilingual kids. And one word that describes me, I would say passionate. And I hope that you will hear that. Very passionate about language learning and teaching kids about cultures and language. Great, great. What inspired you to become a teacher? My mom was a teacher, and she was definitely my biggest inspiration to become a teacher. She has an incredible gift for working with kids, and I think growing up, I saw her passion and her dedication to the profession and to her students each year, and I knew from a young age that I wanted to be a teacher. My Spanish teachers in high school and college who really helped me discover my love for Spanish and learning about other cultures around the world and definitely influenced me to want to work with language learners. Okay, so what do you want other teachers to know about bilingual education? So if teachers don't know much about um, bilingual education, about dual language programs, the programs in which students spend at least half of their day in a target language or a minority language. So in the United States, immersion education combines our majority language of English with a minority or target language like Spanish or Mandarin, whatever it may be. So students are learning all subjects, math, science, social studies, as well as to read, write, understand, and speak two languages. They're really becoming bilingual and biliterate as well. And I would also add that bilingual programs are really growing in the United States, and it's for good reason. Parents are are seeing the incredible value of passing along their heritage language to their kids if they speak one or know one. 
Um, or they're recognizing the benefits of giving their kids a second language, French or Spanish. Bilingual kids have so many benefits, and we talked about it on our Your M Squared Book podcast. Cognitive skills, literacy skills, social emotional skills, better cross-cultural understanding, and they mm. typically outperform their monolingual peers academically. So it's really an incredible opportunity for students if there's a bilingual program near you. Absolutely wonderful. What are some myths and stigmas about learning a new language that you wish people knew? The biggest stigma that I hear or myth that I hear, one is that, you know, English, English is our majority language and we want kids to only learn English. And I hear it, I hear it from other teachers, unfortunately, I hear it um, as a parent, you know, and I think it has a long a long history in our country, you know, immigrants would come and they wanted to learn English and we still want people to learn English. Most, you know, the majority of Americans speak English, but, you know, like I said, I think people are seeing now that bilingualism, multilingualism is a gift. It's incredible. Um, and, you know, maybe they lost their heritage language, a parent maybe lost their heritage language, their parents didn't pass it along to them. And they're saying, hey, I, I want to give this to my kid. You know, we don't have to only learn English at the expense of Spanish or at the expense of our native, you know, French language, whatever it might be. Um, we can do both and we can encourage our kids to, to have that gift, that, that second part of their identity. And I think the other myth, a lot of times people think, oh, it's going to confuse my child. Teachers may think, let's only do English. They're, you're going to confuse your child. Don't speak Spanish at home. Um, don't encourage it. But there's a lot of research out there that says that that is a myth. It's, it's not true. Our, our brains are wired to learn language and um, can learn multiple languages from birth. It's still sometimes, I think, a hot issue. There's a lot of misconceptions out there. So if I can even bring a little bit of, you know, respect for languages and cultures and understanding that, you know, it's, it's a gift. I mean, it's an I amazing think. lifelong skill. So I talk to, you know, I, I say that my books support lessons, home, lessons at home, being taught at home and in the classroom. And I always look at how I learn my ABCs and my numbers constantly talking about it, reviewing it, reviewing it, saying it, saying it. And I think the message that you deliver, I want it to be a part of my podcast because I think the more people hear the importance of it, the more it begins to digest. They can digest it and it becomes a reality how important languages are. We are, we're opening our doors to allow people to come in, but yet we tell them they have to speak English. No, we should learn another language. <laughs> we should learn how to communicate with others. We talk about socialization and understanding other cultures and ethnicities and race. But then when they come with a different language, we shoot them and we say, no, I don't know that. Don't, don't speak that around me. Why? Why can't I be open and free to speak the language I was taught? Just like you were taught English, I should be able to speak my language. And it's no disrespect. It's not like I'm trying to hide something or I'm talking about you, but exactly. you should learn my language. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, it's so much more than a language, you know, it's, it's what you're saying. It's, it's culture. It's, yes. 
it's not like it's just communication with other Spanish speakers. I mean, the there's so much hidden underneath. It's teaching them to respect other cultures and, yeah. you know, improving their global worldview, increasing their empathy. I, you know, that's what I want. I just want to raise yeah. you know, kids who care about others and respect people's language and, you know, their cultural background, their diversity, you know, and even whether you're a bilingual teacher or not, there are ways that you can celebrate and encourage your kids' languages. And, you know, one, one, another thing I was going to say that I didn't really talk much about involving parents, but I, I didn't involve parents as much as I wanted, you know, as I, much as I should have, but going back into teaching after being a stay-at-home mom, having a mystery reader or guest reader is something that I really want to do is I think it's a really easy, low stress way to involve parents and to highlight your class's diversity and language, you know, having mom come in and read a book in Spanish or having grandpa come in and, you know, share a book about a cultural tradition in their home country or whatever it is, bringing that into the classroom and celebrating it and encouraging our kids to to care about each other's language and culture and background. It's just more than language. It's just cool. That is uh-huh. so awesome because think about it. We think across America. What do we do? We open up books that are in English. How phenomenal would it be for someone's grandchild to open a Spanish book or a French, any language, and just start reading it? Kids would sit there like, wow, you know, or have both the interpretation of it, but read it first in another language. That will be awesome. And it will get kids to understand and accept that there are other cultures out here that don't speak English, accept them. Well, instead of bullying them or saying, oh, you know, he speaks Chinese, how weird. You know, they might say, wow, that's really cool. Like you celebrate this and you do that at home. And, you know, you guys speak all Chinese. How cool is that? You know, and it starts with us as parents and teachers to kind of influence that. Awesome. Are you affiliated with any organization? And I know you have a blog. So if you could tell us the name of your blog and what topics do you write about? Yeah. So one one organization that I'd love to tell you about, Miranda, is Amity Institute. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but I'll tell you a little bit. And I volunteered to help coordinate the program at my kids' school. Amity is an organization that connects international teachers and interns, teaching interns with schools here in the United States. The interns and teachers live with American host families, and they teach or work at a school and are really informal ambassadors for their home country, sharing their language like Spanish and their culture with students and families. This year at my kids school, we have an intern from Colombia who helps teach in their Spanish immersion program. And it's really just a wonderful experience for both the teachers and the students in bilingual schools. It's an awesome way to promote authentic cultural learning and I would highly recommend it for any bilingual program. And my blog is bilingualbalance.com. And the purpose is to really help equip and inspire families raising bilingual kids, helping them nurture a love for language learning in their kids. I post language learning articles with research and information advice about raising bilingual kids. I also post 
um, about fun and engaging activities, whether it's reading activities or just language learning activities in general. Um, and then also Spanish resources, fun Spanish resources that I want families to know about and, and use at home. So you can find my website at bilingualbalance.com. Okay. You can also find me on Instagram at bilingualbalance. I know you said you, we talked about you, you being a teacher and you also doing a part of uh, other programs. I just want to know, what is your teaching style? Every teacher has a different way of teaching and connecting with students and parents. So if you can share a success story or something you've done throughout your lifetime, personal or professional, that connected with a child or a student, as well as parents. So I guess I should share a little bit about my teaching career. So I've taught in dual language immersion programs in three different states, Iowa, Arizona, and Colorado. Um, I'm also licensed to teach here in Minnesota where we live. I taught first and second grade for the most years, working with bilingual learners, learning Spanish and English, teaching them all subject areas, like I said. So early elementary, there's a lot of literacy instruction, and I love teaching reading in Spanish and English. So I also got my master's degree as a K-6 um, kindergarten through sixth grade reading specialist. For one year, I was a bilingual literacy specialist for um, our first through fifth grade elementary school, working with both teachers and students. So my career has been spent working with bilingual learners. So I have to talk about modifying content for language learners, I think, which really benefits monolingual students as well. Um, it's so important to give kids multiple hooks, learning hooks for every lesson starting with a clear language objective, not just a content objective, um, your, your content goal, but a focus on the specific vocabulary words, phrases, sentence structures, um, kids need to access the lesson. And then adding other hooks, a visual for that language, maybe even a gesture or action to associate with it um, and scaffolding the lesson to give kids multiple opportunities to practice the skill as well as the language. And I also wanna mention you know, for any classroom how important it is to allow kids to practice their productive or speaking language skills, speaking and writing um, by not just having them listen, but respond, giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down or otherwise responding physically, quickly turning and talking with a partner, um, sharing their learning with maybe an exit ticket or other verbal or written response. Our kids need to be talking and practicing the language that goes along with, with tough content. Is this something parents can do to help prepare their child for a successful academic year? Is this something they could do at home? Um, they can maybe practice with the teacher to do certain things at home. Do you have any suggestions for parents? I would say language, language, language. Um, whatever language you speak at home, I want to encourage parents to talk with their child. Ask them questions. Just narrating your day. I, sometimes it's not natural or comfortable for parents, but just talking out loud with your young kids about what you're doing, about the weather, whatever it is. Teaching them new words intentionally, involving them in, in daily tasks and talking about it together. That oral language development, Miranda, is so critical 
to success academically at school. And then the second thing that I would say is set up a reading routine, just Mm -hmm. a simple time to read together every day, whether it's right after school, right after dinner, at bedtime, whenever you can commit to it every day. You know, if they don't have very many books at home, visiting the library together regularly to get new books, books with a variety of different characters and topics, um, and then just making time to sit down, connect with their child, make it a positive and fun time together each day. Um, and hopefully you'll help them develop that lifelong love of reading and learning. And I, and I also think, you know, when I write my books, I always talk about making it fun. You know, kids are about having fun. And if you're too structured and you don't allow for some fun activity, sometimes they think at home, it's just like at school. So they shut down. So do you suggest making, creating some scenarios that are fun, maybe some activity that will be engaging so that they find that language, it may be difficult at first, but it's also exciting. It's fun, you know, to speak another language. What, what do you suggest? Yeah, absolutely, Miranda. You're so right. And I think You know, especially in a dual language program, certainly a lot of my students, they had families who were bilingual. They knew Spanish and they spoke Spanish at home or, you know, they were learning, doing English at home. But I also had a lot of students whose parents did not speak Spanish. And I think it's easy to say, oh, they're learning it at school. You know, their their teacher's going to teach them Spanish. But, you know, I love your idea of encouraging that, that learning at home because, Even if, you know, as a parent, let's say I don't speak very much Spanish, I can influence my child to have a positive attitude about it. I can still do some fun language learning activities at home. We can learn it together, you know, and I can show my child, hey, mommy wants to learn some Spanish too. Let's, let's practice this together. Can you teach me? Let's get some Spanish books or let's listen to Spanish songs or let's learn a poem together. There's so many fun ways that parents can help at home, even if they don't speak the language that their child is learning at school. Before we end, do you have anything else you want to add? And I hate to see you go, but is there anything that maybe I haven't asked that you want to end with or share with our listeners? The one piece that I'll, I'll end with Miranda is you know, for all teachers, I would encourage you to choose to be a positive voice for your students' languages and cultures. If you have a child in your class who speaks another language at home, celebrate it, encourage it. It's an integral part of who they are. And teachers have an awesome power of influence and we can help teach our students to respect and value other cultures and languages. Awesome. I, I I totally agree with that. It is so unfortunate. This has to come to a close, but I just want to speak to everyone that's listening. Please be mindful that everything in this podcast are the opinions and suggestions of our guests and shouldn't be taken just as a primary method that works for all children. There are certain things that will work for your child. Please follow it. Try it. You won't know if it works if you don't. So I suggest for every student and teaching organization, listen to our guest point of view and shared experiences because it's with hopes that it can be used as a resource to move forward in your profession and your your home as well as your career. And I thank all of you for listening. 
and uh, thank you. All right, Christina, it's all yours. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Back with what I promised, one question. M Squared Books created the Teacher's Cubby to have professionals come together and share information, suggestions, and tips. With that being said, where can we find you on social media? You can find my um, Instagram account at Bilingual Balance. I'm also on Facebook at Bilingual Balance blog, and my website is bilingualbalance.com. Thank you so much, Jenna and Miranda, for enlightening us with your conversation. And thank you for listening. Teacher's Cubby features new episodes every last Thursday of the month, so be sure to click the follow button. You can find the M Squared Books podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, our website, msquaredbooks.com, and on YouTube at Miranda Mathis. If you desire to be part of our podcast, please email mirandamathis at msquaredbooks.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, stay well and safe.